We continue our st- series today. Actually, we conclude our series today, A Christmas Story. It's the last Sabbath that we're going to talk about, A Christmas Story. Last uh, or three weeks ago, we started with your story. Then we went to their story. Last week, we talked about Jesus' story. Today, we're going to talk about our story. And what's been our story? What's been Castle Rock Adventist Church's story this past year? Or we can even look back all the way to 2017 when we first became a church plant. What's been our story? There's been ups, there's been downs, there's been valleys, there's been highs, there's been lows, there's been mountains. It's been a beautiful story. And I want you to be proud of our story because our story is blessed by God. What I love about our story is, I haven't counted, it's an estimation, maybe we have 30 people in here. There's 30 different stories, did you know that? Regardless of your age, each of us has a story. Some stories are probably just starting with a two-year-old, right? whilst other stories have been around for 90 years or maybe even more. And that's the whole point of this series. A Christmas Story has been all about how do we come together with our stories to lift each other up, to inspire one another, to share to each other how God has blessed our homes, blessed our stories, to make our stories purposeful, meaningful, with depth, our story. I want to show you something today. That uh, There's going to be a Venn diagram here. As I said, three weeks ago, we started with your story. Then we talked about their story. Their story meaning your neighbor's story, right? Then there came Jesus' story, as we talked about last week. Where Where is our story in this? Well, our story is right here in the center, in this triangle. Though it it might be the, though it's the smallest part of this Venn diagram, it's perhaps the most meaningful, most important part of this entire diagram because it's all of our stories combined with Jesus' story. Without Jesus' story, our story, their story, your story, is meaningless. Think about that. But when we combine it all together, there is interaction, there is fellowship, there is love, there is community. And that's what we've been studying this past month. A Christmas story because of Jesus' story touching our lives. In essence, I truly believe our story is an example of what true spirituality is. And this is the word I want to present to you all today. My message will be a little more brief because we do have communion. But I want to present this word spirituality to you because in essence, that is our story. Now, as I share this word, I wonder how many of y'all sit uneasy in your chair because in the last 25, 30 years, spiritualism has taken hold of our culture. You see it in movies. You might ask yourself, 
what is spiritualism? Well, spiritualism is where you have the idea of people can touch the spirits who have died. We know that's false because the Bible tells us that the dead know nothing. Spiritualism has ran so rampant that it negates Jesus' love, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. So why am I presenting this word? Because I want to share with y'all today that spirituality has been around longer than spiritualism. Spiritualism came, came around, I'd say in the late 1800s, around 1870, it really took hold in our nation because our nation was going through this crisis of an identity, of a, of a spiritual identity. People didn't know what to follow or who to follow. There were some people who said, God doesn't exist. So I'm going to, to, to look at other things. Science, perhaps. I'm not calling science bad. Science with God's presence is a very useful and wonderful thing. So then spiritualism, people wanted to know, well, if I don't, I don't believe in God, but I still want to know what happens after I die. I want to know if my loved one is in this room today. So they went to mediums. They went to psychics. And because of that, the term spiritual, the word spiritual has lost its meaning. But I want to bring it back. I want to present it to you because the word spiritual is a Christian term. This day and age, you've probably heard people say, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Sometimes I wonder if they even know what they're saying, if they even understand what that really means. Well, here is spirituality. Spirituality is when our stories interact with other people's stories, and when Jesus' story interacts with our story. That is spirituality. And how do I know this? Well, we always have to go back to Sola Scriptura, which is the Bible, right? We have to go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. There's so many wonderful places in the Bible where we can see what, what the Bible has to say about spirituality, but I, I thought this one would be good for us today in regard to our story. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. <coughs> it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you. Who's he? God may strengthen you with power through what? His spirit. I pray that God strengthen you with power through his spirit. You hear the word spirit there. Christian term. In your most inner part, in your most inner being, meaning that he wants you to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit of God in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, right? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Do you see the interaction there? of Jesus' story interacting with your story. How is Jesus' story interacting with your story? Through his spirit, hence spirituality. 
And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Hmm. Do you hear that? Through his spirit, that's how you are strengthened. That's how I am strengthened. That's how our story has meaning through his spirit. There's interaction there. The other part that we see interaction is together. There's a togetherness here through his spirit. That's spirituality. Let's study more about this word spirit. I'll start with the Greek. In Koine Greek, it's pneuma. I lost my font in Greek, so I couldn't write it in Greek. <laughs> but it would be pronounced pneuma, and you've heard me share this word many times. It's, it's perhaps one of the most meaningful words in, in Scripture. And as you could tell, this is where we get the word pneumonia, among other words. Pneuma can be defined as spirit, wind, soul, or breath. You see this concept of all interacting, right? The wind interacts with us by what? Giving us that breeze, touching our cheek, or perhaps giving us the shivers because it's already cold outside and when there's wind, when it's cold outside, it makes, it, makes zero degrees feel like it's negative 30. Soul, breath. Where have you heard breath before? Well, in the Old Testament, nesamah, nesamah means breath, blast, or movement of wind and spirit. Same concept of pneuma. Two different cultures, two different languages, but having the same word for breath, spirit, etc. So where do we see nesamah? Well, nesamah, I'll bring your attention to the breath of life. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. You know this part of the Bible really well. It says, The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and blew into his nostrils, what? The nesama of life, the breath of life. The man became a living being. Do you see the interaction of stories combining together. Adam and Eve's story became more meaningful when Jesus or when God breathed life into them. That wind, that breath, you can even say that soul into them. That's what makes us as humans special. I've been around a lot of people dying as a chaplain. It's nothing like the movies when you see someone pass away. When they pass away, this is how their life ends. The breath leaves them. The breath leaves them. And it goes back into the air. Then the dead know nothing 
our story, interacting with Jesus' story and the story of others, that's spirituality. That's the true essence of spirituality. It's not this false doctrine that spiritualism teaches. So what I'm proposing to y'all today is this, is that don't be afraid of that word spirituality. If anything, understand that as Christians, all it means is that it's Jesus, it's God interacting with me, interacting with you, so that our story is special, is meaningful. Empathic human connections is spirituality. You may not have even known this, but every single day that goes by and you have some meaningful connection with another human being, you're already, already experiencing spirituality. Don't be afraid of that term because that term means that it's our story. Our story is spirituality. Our story is meaningful because the Holy Spirit is here today. Do you feel the Holy Spirit with you? Do you feel the Holy Spirit with you this past month in December, or not just this past month, but in all of 2022? I want you to sit in your seats right now and reflect how has the Holy Spirit touched your life? I'll pause for five seconds for you to think. How has he, the Holy Spirit, interacted with your life this past year? We've been blessed. I love our story. I wouldn't trade our story for anything else. I really wouldn't. So what next? So what next? Well, let's look forward into 2023. I would propose these three things. And these three things through the course of 2023, we as a church, we as elders, we as a church board, will break it down even more. But I propose that in 2023, we grow our story. We grow our story through the experiences that we're going to have in the next few weeks and months to come. We share our stories. We experience one another's stories. If one of us hurts, we reach out to our sick sister or brother. When someone is missing, we, we inquire, we talk, we encourage. When someone is sick, we provide words of healing and encouragement. So let's grow our story. Number two, we share Jesus' story even more. That's what your story was all about. That your story may be the only star that leads people to Jesus. Remember that? So share Jesus' story. And then the third one. <coughs> to inspire other people's story. I hope and pray that we believe in our church. I hope and pray that we believe in the Holy Spirit. I hope and pray that we believe in each other as a family. Because if we do, then I believe that other people will be touched 
by our story. And then they start to inquire. They start to wonder, what's Castle Rock all about? That's what I would like to propose. That's our story.